0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a very special Big Gold Bell Podcast. A very exhaustive Big Gold Bell Podcast. And why is that? Because one of us basically lived wrestling for four days. Find out who that is coming up next on the Big Gold Bell uh, Bell Podcast. I'm so damn tired. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The four of us, the Fantastic Four minus one. Jamal is uh, apparently at opening day. And uh, kudos to you, my friend, who last week said he was going to be playing a whole lot of MLB baseball the show. It's baseball season, so we have lost him to his first mistress, which is baseball. That's okay, because we have myself, Damian G. We have two chains over in the corner over there, lagging and staggering. We got Silly subs up in the upper right-hand corner. And Will, the heel extraordinaire, up in the left-hand corner. Gentlemen, how are we?
1: How's it going? Doing good. I I like to say I was right, but we'll get to that a little bit later.
0: Man, listen, (laughs) let me me start with that title of of when Celis was right versus when Celis was double right. No. There you go.
1: There you go. It's true. It's true.
0: Will, you good?
2: I'm good. I think the first question of order this evening is, are you good? Are you awake? Are you with us? Are you... Recovered? Are you feeling the effects of a marathon weekend? How, how is Damian G is how I'm wondering.
0: Okay, folks. So I'm going to try to, to, to just be, be nice here and say exhausted is the word I'll use. Uh, for those who don't know, WrestleMania weekend was in my second home of Dallas, Texas and i had no intentions on working or being there as hard as i did uh it started on uh it actually started friday with super card of honor which uh thank you to big go bell media because you know go team uh i was part of the media scrum and uh that in and of itself was an adventure uh mastering technology for an old fogey like me and then you know experiencing the best match i've seen in a long time live in the Briscoes versus ftr which we'll get to And then Saturday, NXT TakeOver, or whatever the hell they're calling it now, Stand and Deliver at the AAC, where I got a last minute ticket to go watch that. And that in and of itself was a confusing mess because you know I'm not a big fan of 2.0. So being there and watching it happen outside of the CWC was an interesting experience. And then there's the pageantry and the beauty and the, the effervescence of WrestleMania and for a guy who hasn't been to a wrestlemania since 10 this was also quite the experience being a native new yorker selling my soul to watch a wrestling pay-per-view or live extravaganza whatever they call it now in the cowboy stadium do you know how hard that was for me to sit there for two days in jerry world and watch (laughs) wrestlemania as a staunch new york giants fan cowboy hater my father would disown me if he found out i'm never telling him sorry dad if you're watching and then not to be outdone there was monday night raw and where i was sitting and i was positioned was right by the pyro oh where it took me about maybe three segments to realize a red light goes on when the pyro's about to go off and my friend who was in the military told me well there goes my PTSD every time that went off and then I was in my own personal wrestling hell where you have on one hand real to me damn it people on one side the people who are fanboying and fangirling over everything that each wrestler does because they have their faves and then you have the little kids who still think it's real so I'm not going to shit on them too hard But I was in my own personal wrestling hell during Monday Night Raw. Oh, and there was Cody Rhodes, which we'll get (laughs) to later. So to answer your question, Will, I am a carcass. I remember I put this on Twitter on night two. I am dragging my undead carcass to Mania night two. And I will tell you, I was a carcass by Tuesday. It is now Thursday. This is the first day of my vacation. I am exhausted and I have not (laughs) to sleep. I've not not kept up with anything. I could barely formulate a sentence, so that should summarize really quick how I was at WrestleMania. So let me I ask this, Daniel. Oh
1: let me ask this. So here's here's a local question I want to ask you because I remember when me and Two Chains went. Um, when it was it 34? When it was at that same stadium, the walk mm-hmm. walking from some of the hotels is surrounded by Six Flags and things of that nature. And was it right there by the what's that? Is it steak, The Was it Shake Shack? that's right there, that's walking distance, that we walked up there, that you go, it's about a 20 minute walk. Yeah, there's a
3: bunch of restaurants over there.
1: But when you are driving, and this is your hometown, how was the traffic for you coming in and out of those events each one of those days?
0: Okay, so let's start with Supercard of Honor. Uh, It was at the Curtis Colwell Center. Uh, That's about maybe on a normal non-traffic day, 12 minutes from my apartment complex. I live right on that nestling border of Richardson, Dallas, and Garland. Uh, it took me half an hour. Mm-hmm. And, that, and remember when I had, I had DM'd you guys in the group chat, and I said, hey, I just got to of work, running a little late. Didn't realize how late it was because I took a half an hour to get from my apartment to the Curtis Cowell Center, and it never takes that long. So that's just to go seven miles Jeez. was a half an hour. That never happens. Mm-hmm. So that's that. After mania, (laughs) thankfully we had the foresight to park maybe three quarters of a mile away from the stadium. Mm -hmm. So we got to like walk a little bit, you know, wait for the big crowds to stay at the stadium, you know, the post wraps where people did videos and whatnot. So we avoided a good chunk of those people. So I want to say if the event ended at 11, let's say Saturday night, Friday night, we were going to free play for the after party. I probably wound up getting a free play around twelve fifteen, So it was pretty decent at that time. Night two, on the other hand, that sucked. Trying to get a, a, a Uber or a Lyft from Arlington to my apartment in Dallas. Let me tell you why. It wasn't so much the time, it was the cost. Oof. Because Arlington has no, like Jamal said, Arlington has no mass transit. Yeah. So everyone thinks like, oh, Dallas, Dallas, DFW. No, man, you gotta know where you're going. So if you're not driving and you're taking like a Lyft or Uber, you gotta know where to go, where to catch it and what time to catch it to put your ride request in or else you are gonna be paying $150 just to get back to Dallas. Ooh. So night two ended at 11, right? I tried to get an Uber or a Lyft. It was $107. I said, oh no, I'm gonna Ooh. wait, I'm <laughs> gonna Jeez. wait. Tell me why I didn't get home till 2 a.m. I did Jeez. not get home on Sunday until 2 a.m. Because Jeez. one tired two, the, I put on Facebook and I think two Chains saw this so as you might've saw this where the mm-hmm. Lyft driver canceled the ride. Right. When I got into the car and I'm like, dude, it is, it is literally like 1245 at night. you going to do me dirty like that. Like he saw on, how far man.
3: he had to go. He was like, nah, I'm good. That's right, exactly, right, what it, <laughs> exactly, exactly I think
0: that's exactly what it was. He's realized, oh shit, I gotta go all the way up to Dallas from Arlington. And in traffic, that's at least an hour 10 in heavy. Oh, traffic. Geez. So yeah, uh, for, for LA next year, it's not going to be fun. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I suggest everybody buddy up and, and either get a hotel nah, near not- the venue.
3: No, that's not true at all, because L.A. just had the Super Bowl, and they just built a massive train system to run from SoFi into L.A. They literally built all of this in preparation and for their pitch for the Super Bowl. So okay. if they was able to sustain the Super Bowl, a WrestleMania is going to be no problem. And they got another year to prepare even more. So they can always say, like, lessons learned. How was it for folks getting in here? And I, I just okay, came out from L.A. <laughs> Yeah, this, it's, it can't be worse than the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the biggest sporting event of all the sports. So I know we like WrestleMania to be it, but the Super Bowl is literally the epitome of that, <laughs> like star power. And not just that, you do have to deal with that completely selling out. Then you have, t- you have uh, tiers of folks. You got to get that football team out of there. You got to get the VIPs out of there. Crazier security the there. Absolutely, absolutely. It's not. It's not even a, a, a question. And so if they were able to do Super Bowl, Russell is going to be a walking apart from them next year. And actually, it's a blessing in disguise because they were actually going to have uh, the Super Bowl in LA. I mean, um, Russell in LA before they I had the they Super Bowl. Did. It was going to be the okay. first year that they opened it, so they fl- right. they were they flip flipped. Lot. Yeah. There you go. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be good. I'll be there.
0: So, yeah, That's traffic sucked. <laughs> traffic sucked. My
2: God. Mm.
0: Jesus.
2: Well, WrestleMania, the whole mm-hmm. damn weekend. <laughs> I mm-hmm. figure the easiest way to do this is go around the table and throw in. I mean, got what stood out? What were like some personal favorite moments? Because Lord knows there were a ton of them. I mean, I will mm-hmm. say this right off the bat. I think WrestleMania really nailed it this year. It's been a while, okay. I think. So it's just been like a really solid WrestleMania. There wasn't much that I thought was outright, like, bad on WrestleMania. Either night, surprisingly. There was, of course, some low points here and there. But more hits than I would say misses overall. That's right. So I'm just going to throw one out because there's so many to choose from. Goddamn Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> that man. <laughs> Whether it was night one and showing up and brawling in the crowd and throwing some suplexes on the ramp and, of course, finally hitting the stunner or coming back for night two and hitting the stunner again. on or half a stunner.
0: Half a stunner. <laughs> half a <laughs> stunner on Vince.
2: Whatever you want to call it, quarter of a stunner, half a stunner, ghost stunner, whatever it was. Stone Cold had a hell of a damn weekend. And I will I will give him all the props in the world. I'm glad he got to go out like that in Texas, in Jerry World, because that had to be nothing but damn fun for him. And that damn crowd ate up everything he did. So I, I can't imagine a better send-off for Stone Cold. So Stone Cold Steve Austin as a whole, I'm going to put out there as a hell of a WrestleMania moment that went down
1: for me um i'll say this first my match of the night dealt with the presentation of the entrances coming into the ring and the match itself but i thought mm-hmm. bianca and and becky tore the house down as my match yes. of the night for the whole weekend and literally that's probably a match of the year candidate just from the whole perspective of their characters being built of how they came into the ring and once again the in-ring quality but here's my specialty of what i thought this wrestlemania was so great because well i agree with you I had no expectations or very low expectations for this mania. I thought some of the stories weren't built well enough for this WrestleMania, so I had no hopes. But I want to give it to four people, uh, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to give it to these four people. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Austin Theory. And i talked about this a lot uh, in my past, uh, being trained and certified in stage combat. And once again, when you're dealing with a show where you're dealing with choreography of physical combat, it always has to do with two people, how they tell the story. And sometimes the person that tells the story the most is the one who takes the loss. And when I tell you all four of those men that wrestled in that situation, told a story to help build and make who they wrestled a superstar. Starting with Seth Rollins, even though we're going to talk about this a little bit later, how Cody was. Cody That Cody match wouldn't have been as good as it was and building him up to be a superstar if it wasn't for Seth Rollins. And when you think about oh, Seth and what? his career, what I, I I'm telling you when Seth Rollins, when you think about Seth in his career, think about some of his matches that he had at Mania or even more recently.
0: I've seen this take. Go ahead. Yeah. I've seen this take before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you
1: talk about him against Randy Orton or him against um, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins to me is becoming the Shawn Michaels of this era that can put anybody over to make sure they get capitalized to legitimize who they are. And Seth is that good. He can have the belt at any time, but Seth is doing that. Seth is doing that. Kevin Owens, the same thing with Austin. Even though Austin took some tough bumps in and out of things of that nature, the way Kevin Owens kind of helped build up what Stone Cold is at his age made it even more memorable because of what Kevin did. Same thing with Sami Zayn. I don't think anybody could have done for Johnny Knoxville, what Sami Zayn has done as far as taking those spots and things of that nature, not everybody I, can do that. I can I can name five people right now easily. Uh, easily. I don't know. And, and, Dolph, and Dolph Ziggler being on the top of that list. But mm. it, in the in the charismatic way that is competing, but that's sick, serious. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
3: people like to say Dolph Ziggler looks like Shawn Michaels. That's why he is Shawn Michaels. No, Dolph Ziggler is Shawn Michaels for the reason you're saying that Seth Rollins is Shawn Michaels. Dolph Ziggler has had a career no n- zero to almost none, I mean, minimum to no injury, has worked everybody, has put plenty of people over. Let's not mention what he just did on, on Monday and making sure that Braun Breaker is completely established. That whole storyline right there is just to show you how good and how trusted he is. Dolph Ziggler is the top of that list of anybody who could work anybody in this company and any, anybody in the world and make them look good and, and can still lose and be still relevant. And, I, and, I, and Will hates that because he doesn't like him.
1: But I get you <laughs> on that. True. I get I get you on that two chains. But here, when you compare just the two between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, as far as who is probably the better wrestler about achievements and how they can get there, I will take it to Seth over Dolph. Even though I'm not knocking your argument, I still take Seth over Dolph. And even give it to Austin Theory. Austin Theory to me, I have high hopes for him. And I know people don't like him a lot. But he reminds me so much of a young Randy Orton that literally when he gets his time to shine and give him a more serious role and things of that nature, I think he can book, bump, and take it to anybody on any level when it comes to a pure wrestler. But he's just so young right now. But those four people, to me, told a huge story to help build what they needed to do. And I can even throw Becky in there and how she threw that story to build up for Bianca and that whole full circle of what happened at SummerSlam to now. The people that lost in those matches really took the story of how they built what what needed to be done for those winners and how you made those memorable moments.
3: Yeah, I hate to take. I mean, there is some truth in it. I hate to take. <laughs> I hate, to take okay. <laughs> I, hate I, I do. I do. No, there's some there's some truth in there. There is definitely uh some some uh points that i will say i agree but there's definitely points i don't One, one being that yeah it's the a johnny knoxville thing there's definitely other folks that could have worked johnny knoxville and made him look good um and i also think that seth is one of if not the best worker in all of pro wrestling um but i think with that there's still a level of expectation that he has to perform at a high standard otherwise it's problematic it's like right. the lakers aren't making the playoffs Go but we're not going to sit here and argue and say that LeBron's not the best player in the league still. You know what I mean? And I think that you look at it, you, you say, oh, LeBron's done. LeBron, no, he's not done. The team just didn't work. And I think that's what the expectation with Seth Rollins is this, like, if he has a bad match, then the criticism come with it. Dolph Ziggler, on the other hand, can have a bad match, a bad person, a, a completely irrelevant storyline, and you still know what you're going to get from him day in and day out. You're like, oh, it's Dolph. He's going to put some- consistency he's going to put in work and he's going to put that person over which again if you which we should talk about at some point again or reevaluating this whole system of nxt and how that transition is putting people to the main roster braun breaker has had the fastest retention time i think we've seen of anybody as of recent and guess who he's being trusted to work dolph ziggler
0: dolph ziggler
2: (laughs) the old pinball for
0: years (laughs) For years, old Dolphy's been been the uh gatekeeper. So now yeah, that's, he's just sick.
2: Seg- I don't know who's he just that, over to
0: NXT. That's all.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that I don't know where that narrative came from. But anyway, to to, to the to the point that uh Oh, I can show year. you where it
0: came from real quick. When um, Corbin came up, who was his first feud? Dolph Ziggler. When Shinsuke first came up, who was his first feud?
3: Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, so 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 wait. The, the the gatekeeper slander is more of a like I'm preventing you from coming somewhere. But no, I
0: like, I look at it as he's more you like you the can, butler. If you can have a great match with him, then you're set because he'll make he's you the look good. Stick. Look yeah, when, I, I, when, when when Goldberg had that shitty match with Taker at Blood Money, who was the first person that speared out of his boots? Yeah, for Dolph sure. Ziggler.
3: Yeah, so, I, that's what I, I mean get, by that. Gatekeeping definitely has a, a more of a slanderous like, term to it. But like yeah, he's the butler, I'll say. Like, he's definitely there to welcome you the through Alfred. the door. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's making sure you're good. But I mean, like for me, I'm just going to go a different route with my standout for the WrestleMania. And it's all the celebrities because I don't think that they're going to mm-hmm. get enough appreciation because all the wrestlers mm-hmm. work top tier. But it's safe to say that Jake Paul worked a hell of a match. Logan. It's safe to yeah. say. Logan, yeah, my bad. Logan worked a hell of a match. Uh, the Jackass crew all got their spots in. I mean, you got to give it to Wee Man. However you look at it, what he yep. did was completely phenomenal. It's 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 unheard of. Uh, mm-hmm. And then well, lastly, just slamming
0: Andre, brother. <laughs> yeah. And
3: Storytelling story <laughs> that I'm sure he didn't realize that he was going to get put in that situation. I mean, that's Sammy cool. made it look, look good too. For sure, for sure. And also, I mean, let's just let's just keep it hundred. Him being um um uh, what's the correct term for this here? Uh, Make it's not it's dwarf. It's not dwarf. Little person. Is, little person.
0: We'll say we folk. We folk.
3: And when you have having somebody like Hornswoggle, I mean, if we didn't see him work like this. I'm just going to keep it. You know, it is what it is. But yeah, and then obviously, the star of all these names being named right now is none other than Pat fucking McAfee. Mm, Jesus Christ, okay. that dude is a star. That dude just... Talk about the year that he's had. Like, and when I say year, let's just say the last 12 months of him landing the... the major deal uh, with his podcast, having Vince McMahon on the podcast, this man having not Mm -hmm. only just a hell of a match with Adam Cole, but then coming back and doubling down at WrestleMania. The dude is a star. And I think that, to be honest, though, it's kind of funny because as much as I think he's capable and as much as I think he, he has all the tools in the shed, I think that Pat McAfee ends up on a PowerPoint along with gable stevenson and saying see folks you can be this guy if you don't want to go to the league and you don't want to do that look at them working top tier and i think this is the That's this a is the point. testament of folks being able to switch switch sports or and mm-hmm. or this being their end game of saying you can have a successful career in wwe just look at them they didn't have no wrestling experience and or they didn't have any sports entertainment experience truth but look at what they do so definitely absolutely celebrities came in and did their thing man
0: and i think i could say to that like this year well i don't know if it started with bad bunny but i feel like now wwe is looking to bring in celebrities who take wrestling seriously Seriously. or sports entertainment who are willing to 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 put in the work and make it look good because everyone's a brand now so now that wwe is getting their tentacles and let's say tmz sports or just like the gossip mags, getting in with influencers like the Paul brothers. You know, we 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 remember back when Mike Tyson became a big deal, you know, when he did the, the mania event with uh, Stone Cold and Michaels. And now with Rhonda, you know, albeit the shine's a little off of Rhonda, but like there was that air of like, oh, okay, these are stars of other ilks. You had mm. Connor McGregor tweeting, talking about like, where was my WrestleMania, you know, highlight? So right. who's to say he's not next? You know what I mean? So I, I give it up to the celebrities this year. This that, year. Yeah. Holy shit. Logan Paul. Now let me tell you watching it live. Watching it live, I saw him come in. He had a swagger. He had that mania, just that I belong here mindset. He mugged for the camera. He knew exactly what that hard camera cam was. He knew exactly when to turn on the heel heat. To be like, yeah, you know you want to hate me. And still do better. And I look, I love Rey Mysterio. I love Rey Mysterio. But his son got to go. Okay? When you are outshined... <laughs> uh-uh.
2: Poor Dominic.
0: When you are outshined by Logan Paul and the fact that my man did the three amigos, did the shimmy and a frog splash, and had the audacity to do it in fucking Texas. That man... <laughs> Strap the heel rocket on his back now, Vince. Give him $3 million yep. a year. You have a heel for the next 20 years if you book him properly.
2: Yeah, I and I'll, I'll, him I'll, I'll add on that real quick. It's not that he just did those moves. Logan Paul milked the hell yes. out of those
1: moves. Yeah, he he would yes.
2: hit one, one suplex of three amigos and boom. Wait. Beat. Roll over. Boom! Yeah. And then when he went for that frog splash, he didn't just go up and jump off. He got up there and made sure. Yeah, oh, realm. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I, yeah, I'm gonna do it. He made milk that shit like a pro. That I was did, yeah, blown I away just, by Logan Paul.
3: I don't, I don't, I want to add a little bit more context to it. I mean, the dude is used to being a star, used to the attention. He's an I mean, yeah, he's, he, 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 he's he, an he literally he literally fought the biggest boxer. Of all time in Floyd Mayweather. That's literally the epitome of his career. No doubt. So him being on the WrestleMania stage, absolutely no problem. But also at the same time, him and his brother has this mindset that it's the world against them. And they are constantly working to push that finish line for them. So it's just another challenge of saying, oh, yeah, we can get in shape for this. I can do this. And of course, he's going to take it. He surely is about money. He surely is an opportunist. But don't get it wrong. He always has a chip on his shoulder. And he absolutely is willing to talk business. The guy's a YouTuber that has made himself into a combat sport athlete. And whether you like him, whether you dislike him, he's cashing checks. And, and, and he's must-watch. He's box office. And I think that, you know, for him to – the entrance, absolutely no problem. There was no – look, they they told that him – That He had a
0: $5 million Pokemon card in his chest <laughs> It's walking fake. out there.
3: It's, it's fake. It's fake, by the way. Just just remember K-fabe. K-fabe. yeah, K-fabe. yeah. K-fabe. The, the whole Yeah, exactly. This whole fucking Pokemon card is Kayfabe. That's crazy. Um, I would, but,
0: yeah, man, listen, I would have robbed him right then and there if I could, man. Like, what? They, I
3: mean, though, all is bad. No, no, seriously, though. they the, the card is fake from what what they said. They said he yeah. purchased it for the price, but they said the card. Is fake. But regardless of it, I mean, it was just no doubt that he was going to be able to do it. And I just digress from one point of saying that The folks that take it serious, I don't know if you sit back and you say his career wants to be a pro wrestler. I think he just wants to say, what's my next challenge? And I think he wants to say, I done did this. I done did this. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him doing triathlons next something to that sports whatever I don't see spotlight he, gets, he
2: can get that's what it dana, is just and, he's just hopping from spotlight to spotlight
3: for sure dana white can't pay him so he's not going to do no ufc because he's already said i already cashed a way bigger check than you could pay your own fighters so i'm not doing that so you know he's just a person that's to say like what's gonna be my next venture sure he'll take more calls from vince i will i would expect to see him back uh SummerSlam or with some source but i think that he's just a natural in these settings this is a this is this his natural habitat and <laughs> God, did he love to be booed. It was the best thing ever for him because he was like, this is what I was born to do. And it will be funny because even when he was trying to fish for cheers, he quickly turned that back around in other, you know, uh, not in WrestleMania, but in other appearances to saying like, nah, that's not what I am. I want y'all to hate me. And he definitely milked every bit of that heel heat the entire time. It's crazy, folks. The dude, people really, you know, treat him as if he's like a, a, a real asshole. People just like, I don't like the guy. It's crazy to me that he knows he understands talking about the business. Appreciate for the business, he understands how to get heat without actually trying to get cheap heat, which Correct. other wrestlers gotta resort to in order to just get some attention. Ain't that crazy? He just comes in and mm-hmm. said, "Nah, I'm just gonna do something very simple, get them riled up, and go with it. He didn't have to do nothing. He didn't have to go back to like let's say the ECW days or even just this other wave of desperation acts that we see on the Indies. He just said, "Like, nah." I just do something simple, get around that, and hell, it was a hell of a match. Whether you like what Dominic did or not, the match flowed good. You know what I mean? So good for them. And then,
0: yeah, and then there's Pat McAfee. Like we like you've said, man, everyone here agrees that wow, Pat fucking McAfee, like that dude lives and breathes, and we're talking about achievement and accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what drives him. Can't I do this? I want to do this, let me do this. And, he, and again, my personal feelings for Austin Theory aside, I think he was a great dance partner for McAfee because he's young enough, athletic enough to work with McAfee. Like if you, were, if you look closely at the, at the springboard jump up spot onto yes. the turnbuckle, yes. it looks like Austin saying go. And then McAfee jumps like the timing wise. Yep. So mm-hmm. for me personally, I thought he was a great, balance to McAfee's regular baby facing even though think about it if someone else comes out with the with the with the the of McAfee right with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders with literally punting a football as far as he punted it that automatically screams that I used to be a professional athlete that screams heel he needed somebody else to be a bigger dick than what is perceived as Pat McAfee. And Austin Theory is the perfect face to want to beat up because everybody hates him for various reasons in the IWC, some real real life stuff, what have you. But he has a punchable face and he's a good worker. So I thought he was a great foil to Pat McAfee. And people forgot that when we were sitting in, in Mania, people were talking like, who the fuck is this guy? Like they didn't know. I had to remind people like, well- He did work a war games match, you know, a couple, like about a year and a half ago, he did work a match with Adam Cole where he did his job. He did really well. He is an athlete. He's training. Like that little vignette that he did that three minute vignette about wanting it and showing an opportunity, yada, yada, yada. Apparently that was, he made that that wasn't WWE. He made that himself to kind of hype up the match a little bit more where people are seeing him, not as some like dumb joke athlete, but like no, he's he wants to be about the wrestling business. So I, I saw a report somewhere, like I think it was a what culture thing, where they said if WWE played their cards right, they literally could make Pat McAfee their babyface champion if they really wanted to, like world championship if they really wanted to, because he would probably excel and he has a natural connection to the audience because he kind of gives off that like hard work pays off, lunch pail mentality. And I think, you know what? If he doesn't want to do commentary, I'd I'd book him. I'd book him as a more consistent talent. But I like the fact that we see it sparingly for now. This way it doesn't lose its luster. I I hate say this.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I hate to say this because everything you said is literally gender Mahal. So why, do you <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. What? Oh, every no. everything. You,
3: every every single thing that you said about working hard and and, and all this other stuff like about clean too natural. You, by the way, has he been suspended?
0: Have you seen his back knee?
3: Have you, has he been suspended? <laughs> been suspended. You, can't, you can't, you can't, you literally can't, you know, just, you know, well, I mean, it is America, of course. So like, yeah, you, you make right. sense. That's everybody's tone of saying, look at him. He looks like he does. Thero. He hasn't been suspended. Everything you said about him going back out on the Indies. He basically the same thing as Drew McIntyre is also the same thing as Jenna Mahal. And yet folks are still saying it. it doesn't work. But then here's you say why it worked you're for Pat McAfee. One, I just you're I, I, forgetting
0: one thing with Pat McAfee versus Jinder Mahal. This thing Jinder, Jinder Mahal could not cut a promo to save his life.
1: You don't think he, I mean, during his high
0: run, do you think he did a no. good promo during that time? The Jesus modern day, no. my, my, my the part about, about gender was when he won the title and he had his Bollywood commercial cavalcade come it's, out Bollywood it's,
3: celebration. It's not, it's not it for the not, summer. It's literally not true. Like it, everything that he did right in terms of saying this is the American dream. He went on it. He got fired. He got himself back in shape. We literally saw him that WrestleMania, which was now what four years ago, chilling in the lobby. He got himself in better shape. He come back. He looks like a champion. And folks are just like, man, he's ripped. He must be on steroids. Oh, I don't like him. He's he's brown. (laughs) Not the reason I I don't understand him. him. I think he's
0: boring. Personally, just, we I do not saying,
2: hinder the gender around here.
3: Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I, I just hate the whole tone of people saying, like, yeah, you everybody loves this whole American dream storytelling of saying, like, yeah, if you if you go out and work on yourself, you're you're easily could be the top baby face. Nah, it's not true I because hate, when I, gender I does it, everybody it hated James. it.
0: <laughs> There's also one other thing about it. Let's be real here: the elephant in the room, all American white guy versus Canadian, you know, uh, Indian guy. So
2: those three letters NFL make a lot of difference and open a lot well, of. Makes a lot Hashtag of America. <laughs> uh, now I think I but think the overall theme, the overall theme of this mania though, that I think we really nailed is Pleasure this was the wrestle, this was the WrestleMania of under promising and over delivering. There you go. Because goddamn, if all these thing, all the celebrity stuff, the Vince stuff, the Austin stuff, Pat McAfee, all your little attractions. They told you they were happening, but they didn't tell you everything. They didn't tell you mm-hmm. Austin was going to have an actual straight up match. You thought he might, but they didn't straight up tell you all the stuff with, with uh, Logan Paul and all that. It's like, well, he, he's, he's pretty punchable. He's kind of annoying, but you didn't know how good <laughs> he was going to be. So there was a lot of that and God, if it, goddamn damn, if it didn't all pay off, it paid off in spades, just how much stuff they hit out of the park. So I hey, guess before there's to
0: commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I want to reference one person. Chad Gable, that man, sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. that phrase got over so much at at and The whole audience was, it was going, thank you. Like, I, I kid you not. Chad Gable literally had people going, shush, in a packed stadium. So, you know what? Kudos to him. I've referenced this before. He got himself over. He got Jason Jordan over in NXT. So it did. Even though he was shorty G, people still cheered for him. That was the dumbest gimmick.
3: Chad Gable got Jason Jordan over. Yes. I I would agree with that. I I would agree with that. Yes. I'm sorry. American Alpha was a package that got them over.
0: No, 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 no. (laughs) Without the ready, willing, and Gable, there's no way in hell America Alpha gets over.
1: I I would agree with that. I would agree with that, Damon. Jason Jordan
0: is as exciting as watching paint dry. He's got a great hot tag. He pulls the straps down so you know he's serious. But that man has the charisma of a spoon.
3: Wait a minute. So how did FTR get over then? Because they had no charisma and they just wrestled. And they had some of their best matches with American Alpha. Think
0: why? Where did it happen?
3: Because wrestling. And that's what NXT NXT used to be. It wasn't about that. It was like they were good wrestlers. That's what got them over. But... I digress. <laughs> I
0: digress. You take Jason Jordan away from Chad Gable. He's still teaming with Ty Dillinger trying to figure it out in NXT.
2: Oh, oh we don't need to bring up Mr. 10. We oh. don't need to bring up 10 guy. We will will cut it off there and head to commercial.
0: (laughs) head to commercial break. We'll be right back. When we
2: come back after commercial, the person we (laughs) left out of all the WrestleMania discussion on purpose, because there's so much to get into, the prodigal son returns, Cody Rhodes after the break. Stick with us, folks. Big Gold Belt Podcast.
0: Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Belt. All across the board, listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. back to the second half of the big gold Belt podcast follow us at biggoldbelt.com for all of your wrestling entertainment and beautiful needs such as sports film reviews shows and the like gentlemen we forgot one person at wrestlemania and 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 sell us hit it on the head earlier we teased uh we have a new you know mr wrestlemania as seth rollins but in order to be mr wrestlemania you need to have a good dance partner and uh there was a guy blonde hair Horrible tattoo, uh, as of what eight weeks ago, was uh, getting booed mercilessly on TBS, and uh, apparently he cured racism, and, and and now he is our Lord and Savior, not the fiend, because when the lights went out, everyone kind of go oh the fiend no no no, <laughs> it, it's the man who is the son of a son of a plumber. I am speaking of Codiferous Rhodes. Uh, they re debuting with his music, his music, not smoking mirrors, no, no stardust as Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare. And gentlemen, since we talked about him ad nauseum for the last, what, three months, two months about you know curing racism and making the world a better place for you and me, what are our initial thoughts of seeing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania in a high profile match after six years away and I'll start with sellers
1: um, so I mentioned this before which I kind of program or mapped out Cody's uh chase to get to the WWE Championship or Universal Championship whatever you want to call it a world title in WWE and you could tell and I'm coming of fast forward a little bit then I'm gonna come back you can tell on Cody's promo on Monday Night Raw the number one thing he wanted everybody to know The reason why I'm doing this business, the reason why I'm fighting this hard, the reason why I want to be successful, because I want to make a promise that I told my dad that I would do when I was so much younger, and how my dad got a chance to have his championship glory. He told that story and things of that nature, which tried to make him the ultimate babyface at that time Of going through that. The one thing I was wrong, though, I thought WWE was going to try to program him as a a heel, because you think with that natural American Nightmare gimmick, you think it would be heel, but they made him a megastar of how they did this. And I was watching the the, the heel show, and I, I'm not sure if I'm getting that title, or Bad Guys, or whatever it was called on, on Peacock, where it has that series where it talks about The Miz and Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks and how they're being Heels evil. and how they're being evil. evil, there you go, evil, yeah. and how they're being a bad guy. When he came out, and I watched The Miz first, of course, I'm a Miz fan. One thing I thought about when he was coming out was Vince telling Cody, wait. Just wait before you even come out let it milk in, let them think who it's gonna be, let the lights go out and just wait. And then by that time, boom, hit your music, hit your upscale, coming up that ramp, like you normally do, things that you bought in. I bet you that was in this contract to say, hey Vince, if you get me, I'ma have my music, I'ma have my attire that I want, I'ma come in the way I want. And literally this show, that that story in the ring showed. I'ma prove to you why I never should've left WWE, but the only reason why I left is to show you how big of a star, how good of a wrestler I am, and how much you're gonna put me on the map to be your your belt holder, your 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 number one guy in WWE. And when, he right. did, but hold on, hold on. <laughs> but when he did that, when he did that, even in the ring, he yeah. had the little stardust, little sh- blow off, uh-huh. and things of that nature, just to show, hey, forget all that. You're gonna see who I am. I'm about to show you why I'm gonna be the best wrestler in this business. And once again, this was just the first steps. Why I say by money in the bank, he'll win that cash, that money in the bank briefcase, which would then set up what's going on in SummerSlam when you see him defeat Roman Reigns for the WWE title for the Raw.
0: <laughs> wow, okay. you're booking I, it. Roman's going to lose to Cody it, yeah. SummerSlam.
1: I mean, Cody probably is the
3: backup plan here, but you know, they're lobbying everything for the the real big dog, Mr. Big Bucks. On the fourth <laughs> list, the all roads lead to uh to the wing The Rock Johnson if possible. So, Smackdown, let's believe No, he owns both belts, so it doesn't matter. And I mean, and, and think about this now what else would it take to get The Rock to come back? By saying, if we do get you, you'll do something by not only working a on program with your nephew, but you'll win both the belts. One belt you never even had, I mean, you got to think that belt also the Universal Championship also at a point was kind of luring other folks back it brought brock lesnar back it brought Goldberg back so it's just this whole new belt another accolade for everybody to do but that's that's another conversation here's what i think is really the climax on wrestlers in in any promotion everybody's being a little bit more wise about the contracts that they sign. everybody's understanding that there could be clauses you don't just get this easy when that dollar amounts look good i'll sign it because Vince and his representation will get their way. Cody Rhodes was on both sides of the contract here. Signing one and also seeing people sign him. As we heard that when folks came to AW, they went to him. He was, uh, 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 should we say, just, not only just a head of talent relations, but almost kind of playing premierator and HR, all those sorts of different things. So you can imagine folks are each having these type of conversations about make sure that you get these things that you need within your clauses uh, within your contract and these clauses are in there I agree I think everything that he said that he wanted to come back to he made sure that it was right but also I think businesses change I think that um, accommodations have changed and yes him having his own music him having his own gear his him owning his name now remember that was Mm -hmm. a big thing he Mm -hmm. owns that now you know that's part of the package and then not only just that we talked about his other deals that he had, being on the Go Big yeah. Show, everything he has with Warner Media. This is Cody saying, this is what I offer. But these are the things I want. And Vince saying, I like that, I like that. We yeah, have a conversation about that. Here's my number, et cetera, et cetera. And let's now think about the things that meant most to Cody on just the wrestling level. He hated the fact that he was booed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <literally, laughs> little we realize it or not that was a big mental thing to him and not just a mental thing for him but a mental thing to Brandy they were going out into the ring expecting one thing receiving another and that's just a lot I mean it was just bearing on my man's mental and there's no other way to look about it him coming out to be the babyface against one of I mean Seth is a hybrid it, you never know what you're going to get he's going to work heel but he's so loved you love to hate mm-hmm. him and he's just doing it at top tier level. It's a no-brain, he comes out as a baby face. Uh, and I don't think that we look at Cody as, uh, or Seth, uh, Cody looking at Seth as the best dance partner. I think they're both workers. Let's not forget Cody's last match in AEW. Maybe the best match that AEW had had to date was Sammy Guevara on Dynamite. That
1: was a hell of a match. And yeah. so he can go. And he's, can I add just one thing to that about Sammy Guevara, just a nod to him. Remember, the first match ever in AEW's history on live TV was so Sammy Guevara yep. and Cody Rose. So Cody that's Rose knows how when he you do with Sammy Guevara of how good of a wrestler he is. Once again, as two dance partners knowing what they can yeah. do together, but this is a nod to both of them. Go ahead, 2 change.
3: Yeah, and I also think, like, let's not, you know, little we know it or not, he could have been working Seth in his free time. I mean, Seth is definitely always training. Um, he, he's not very public about his training sessions. We know he has a school. I think when you talk about the development of Brandy, who do you want Brandy to work? Seth and Becky, the top two people, you know, folks yeah. that you can give them that training. It just, it, it it doesn't, I won't say the best dance partner, but this is the best possible outcome for a re-debut for Cody Rhodes. And I think the stars align perfectly. He got everything he want. Vince has a world of opportunity to come. I mean, I cannot wait to see what they do next. And even from a media standpoint, the media climax has already changed. When did the last time y'all seen WWE do a post media scrum?
2: Oh yeah, no doubt. True. I, I don't. Eight. Yeah, I didn't even that's know until so I got home. They promoted mm-hmm. the hell out of it. I mean, let's let's look at the moment he debuted. He comes out there. He has the big debut. While that's happening. They dropped an article on Variety with an exclusive yes. interview with him. Already, that was already, already done, up. already in the can, queued up. Nothing had yeah. leaked out about it. They made sure yeah. that was kept quiet as a drum. Drop yeah. that immediately. What else did they do immediately? Not one, not two, three T-shirts, dropped, <laughs> mm-hmm, ready to go
0: to get yeah. out in the there middle right of the away. show. In yes. the middle of the show, they dropped exactly. It. They had
2: everything ready to take maximum advantage of him showing up. And then for the rest of the weekend, I thought this was really interesting, considering by the end of the show, you had all the stuff with Stone Cold and all that. For the rest of the weekend, the pinned tweet on the WWE's Twitter was Cody's debut. Nothing else at WrestleMania got put ahead of that as far as like promotion. They, I think, very much realized this is the big talking thing. This is the thing people are going to be talking about as a big deal. And we are going to take advantage of this in every possible way. And I think so much of that went into, as you guys discussed, this wasn't Cody Rhodes, just returned to WWE. They made a very big point of this is AEW Cody Rhodes showing up in WWE without ever saying those letters between the look, the music and all that. They did everything outright except saying the letters to be like, this is AEW Cody Rhodes coming or,
3: or, here, or, or or I'll I'll add a little bit of extra to that. This isn't the wrestler Cody Rhodes returning. This is the celebrity Cody Rhodes returning. Dude yes. is a brand right. now, and he knows store, how yes. to, he knows how to work this. And also shout out to my man Brian Waters because he produced the also the first video interview right. that they done as well too. So like they had things queued up, people were ready to go when it came to Cody. And also, you have to think Cody brought this philosophy with him. He brought this culture with him where he says, Vince, I was a top person in this promotion. This is how we did things. I know how you used to do things. It's not to say that he went with all his ideas, but the conversations have changed. Where you know Vince wants Mm -hmm. to sit back and say, I want to know. You don't think he's having the same type of conversation with Pat McAfee, understanding how lucrative podcasts could be and tapping into that, that revenue? Vince is sitting back probably at this point of saying like, I'm really about to come off my ways. I'm really about to change things now. I, NXT has been re- completely revolutionized. It's, it's a whole different thing now. This whole trimming of the fat thing seems to possibly be gone. The philosophy and and and, 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 shall I say, the vibe in WWE has changed. And Cody coming over is just a step into saying, yo, this is working. Folks want to come back here. and 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 we're gonna put on a different presentation. We're gonna we're gonna make sure the accommodations are different. We heard folks can do twitch and stuff again. Things are changing. And I think that Cody not only being a top wrestler, but I think he's a top celebrity, one of the top marketable folks on that brand. And the world is his now because man, talk about on Cody's side. Not only do you got some Warner Media tap-ins, but what's all those uh WWE contacts they have with Netflix and with nope. He already,
2: A&E. Said, he, he already said that the A&E biography they're going to yep. do on Dusty Rhodes, yep. he's going to be an executive producer on it. So, Fire you know, they, they, they were all they were working all that in. They're like, I'm sure the line was dropped on him at some point. And when they were having their meetings where they're like, where else are you going to pay tribute to your father as well as you can do it here? Since they got mm. all the footage, like it yep. or not, they own all the footage. Guess so what? It is what yep. it is.
3: Guess what? I will be willing to bet on that same note. They own all the footage. I bet you that was part of the contract, too. It, you know how much my father means to me. I have to have custody of some of this stuff. I Whatever the deal has to be done. He wants to yeah, make sure or while that
2: he's there, he can do stuff with it or, you know, something, something of yeah. some sort. And I can also well, add yeah. this
1: too. You know, when you talk about the time between WCW and WWE, when that, that or WWF at the time, and that one where Vince bought out WCW and that kind of sealed the deal for that win, even though AEW and WWE are not in competition of that level, in my opinion, because it's like a different tier of where their wrestling programs is and production, things of that nature. If you want to say if there ever was a war, because of, like you said, to change the status of the celebrity of how Cody is and how Cody started one company, left that company, and then came back to WWE. This is like a nail in the coffin that AEW will never outdo WWE because of what happened this weekend and how that was displayed on WrestleMania. Well, time will tell, but this is a huge
3: acquisition for uh, WWE. So, and everybody's happy. Wrestling fans are happy business partners and stakeholders are happy. <laughs> Cody's happy, Prannie's happy. Is probably all just going to, go to The
2: only people that probably aren't happy are the people who just can't handle that he left AEW. The folks talking about how they were betrayed, how he betrayed the revolution. Oh, yeah, and Jesus wait, Davian, Davian, was there any of that around you in the stadium? Or was yes. everyone just loving it? Oh, let's hear no, it. Let's there, hear there, it.
0: There, there was, there was a handful of people behind me that were saying fuck you Cody. Uh, traitor, trader <laughs> Like you sold, you sold out. Uh, and then they try to get a Tony Khan chant going, which fell on deaf ears.
2: on But folks. just
0: yeah. And I, I saw a lot of photos on on Twitter of people throwing up the bird to Cody mm, and taking a photo right. of it. I'm like, wait a minute, you're bashing Cody, Ro- Cody Rhodes. You're praising AEW. But you're at WrestleMania.
1: Mania, there you go. <laughs> Mix <Right>. Expensive
0: seats. <laughs> so your your argument is null and void right then and there. So, yeah, no. <laughs> it, it, well, I, I'd say it was a 90-10 split in the stadium. Uh, when the music hit, I popped because I didn't expect to hear his nightmare theme. I did not expect right. to hear that. Um, and to be quite frank, for two days it was stuck in my head, so I was humming it at work this week, unfortunately. Uh, the match itself, Cellis, wasn't that good.
1: I, I, it was. It was decent. That's why I didn't think it was the what, match. Of what the match, match wasn't good?
0: The Cody Seth match, in my opinion, you shave off about what four minutes off that mm-hmm. bad boy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot better. Mm-hmm. It was. It was long term storytelling that didn't have to be long term. Well, long term in from the what? match. Exactly. They told. They told a very long, drawn out story that had real no story it i was didn't really just get cody's that. it was cody's back and we had a really good wrestling match that went a little too long over time just like the, the first double or nothing <laughs> when people <laughs> went over their time I,
3: I, 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 I didn't i didn't really get that i just felt like he, he sold the rib injury as he should and i also think that you have the hottest wrestler returning against the hottest wrestler in, in wwe at, for for night one i think you let them have the time i mean the match can't be main event, but any given day, if there's any sniff of a title between the two of them, that's your main event. So it's like mid-card main event type of thing, you know no. what I mean? And you got to give them the proper time. I mean, it's Seth Rollins now. You give him anything less than fifteen minutes, don't book the show. You not you're not booking the show. You, you lose all rights to that. You you give Seth, Mister, uh, 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 um, what do they call him? A CrossFit Jesus, fifteen plus. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. You know what's funny though? These marks, uh, to your to your point, <laughs> it's funny that this man was talking about he don't read the internet on the pack McAfee show. So everybody yeah, that's does. mad and all that oh, other shit. stuff. I really don't think he does. I think he's just completely just you probably got folks that tell him, but I, I don't see Vince get on the Twitters. You Know what I mean? I'm not legitistic man
0: tweeting. <laughs> yeah, it
1: doesn't, it, that doesn't even make sense,
3: you know. But like, uh, yeah, it, it's not happening.
1: So Damien. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, Su Chang.
3: Yeah, but I just think it's just so fucking laughable to folks who says I'm going to WrestleMania because I hate, and you know what? This whole culture of folks that says, like, I gotta record myself being such a snob. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they 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 need the old school belt whooping. For real, like these folks are wild out here. Like I can't wait to record myself hating it and, and acting and, the
0: fool. Yeah, right. I'm gonna <laughs>
3: flick them. I'm gonna flick them off. They're gonna get so <laughs> mad at me, and then and then they get removed for this conduct. And then they say, "This is why I don't support them because they treat their right. fans <laughs> like this." Oh my god, come me a river, dude.
2: I was Those just folks, expressing myself.
3: <laughs> exactly. Those are folks that need a hundred and fifty dollar Uber rides. For real, like they <laughs> reality needs to
1: hit them real hard. So. But Damien, just looking mm-hmm. at this match the, and the match count was 21 minutes and 40 seconds. It was the second longest of the whole weekend, the longest with the edge in thousand four minutes, five seconds. So, you're saying you cut about like four or five minutes, to get to that 16,
2: 17 mark. That would have been perfect. Just I think 17,
0: 18. Yeah, 17, 18 mm-hmm. would have I'm been I'm with
2: fine. you on that. It, it dragged a little for me too towards the end because I think once the novelty wore off, I was like, okay, he's here, but they they stuck the finish. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that is a true WrestleMania moment that we'll all be seeing replayed for years to come, no doubt. So Cody yeah. Rhodes, he's finally there. We're not. We're no longer having Cody watch. Cody watch is done. Now <laughs> we just see if if booking plays out over the next couple months. Watch it.
0: watch it. We'll go back to the videotape. We'll be like, "Well, Sellus was wrong." Okay. <laughs>
2: I guess that leaves Supercard of Honor as the other big event of the weekend that you were at in person, Damien, which of course featured the uh Briscoes and FTR long-awaited matchup. So so t- t- tell us some about that. Since that how many people were there about I was here at about like two
0: thousand or so, right? Uh, Twenty five hundred, give or take. Okay. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. And and during the scrum, and you I think you all saw it, but Tony basically said they outdid the numbers they thought they were going to do. So Kudos to them on that. Uh, but no, I didn't know what to expect, to be quite honest, because I didn't know at the time if this was going to be a one-off pay-per-view or a, a testing the waters pay-per-view, which we found out it was a testing the waters pay-per-view later that night. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from the the incumbent ROH talent uh, versus Tony Khan's version of, AE, of uh, AEW <laughs> Ring of Honor. So, it was interesting to see some of the things that played out. Suzuki winning the television title uh, in, like, six minutes over Red Titus was surprising. Uh, I know we met, we commented that's about a- the Honor Club girls probably fainted when that happened. Um, you know, but it's Suzuki, so Murder Grandpa, that's fine. Uh, the main event with Bandito and Gresh, I thought the 60-second suplex spot, had all of us going nuts in the arena only because, holy shit, I've never seen someone be held up in a vertical suplex for 60 seconds. So kudos to both of them. Uh, I also lived and died with this little kid behind me during the main event who was cheering and crying for everything Bandito did. Now, <laughs> you know, we get our fans a lot for being obnoxious, you know, the, the building up of the Izzy's of the world. But this kid Lived and breathed for everything Bandito did. Old school, like when we were kids, like, no, Bandito, get up. No, don't quit. Oh, you can do it. And I'm like, I'm looking behind me. And I'm out, and to the left of me was Adam Wilborn of what culture. And we're just looking at this kid like, you know what? He's what's right with wrestling as wrestling fandom because he's rooting for his favorite in an organic way. He's not being annoying, he's being passionate. And it made me love this event even more because this showed people of all ages that Ring of Honor, at least for one night, sort of like when we had ECW One Night Stand back in the day, because that's the same vibes I was getting, was back. And then, like you said, Will, FTR, the Briscoes. Now, I'm not a Briscoes guy. I've seen them at GCW. I've seen them at Ring of Honor in past years. I'm just not a Briscoes guy. The crowd, I, I tell you this, you know how people use the phrasing, oh, I'm Switzerland when it comes to an argument, I'm neutral. <laughs> the people in front of me, all FTR. The people behind me, all them boys. And I'm in the middle like shrugging my shoulders saying, I like wrestling, that, that's what I'm here for, you know? But I can honestly say, it is the best match I've seen live in my, of covering this professionally with you all and before this, in my five or six years of doing it, the best match I've ever seen live. And and that was high praise. And I was very pleased by it. Mm-hmm. And tag team wrestling for me now, you all know I'm a wrestling, a women's wrestling advocate. That's my favorite thing to watch is women's wrestling. Dare I say I'm into tag team wrestling because of FTR. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they've had their, their run ins with DIY and NXT with, uh, you mentioned, um, the alpha Academy, um, What was the tag team with Jason Jordan? American Alpha. American Alpha. So you referenced that. So I know they had it in them in NXT. But watching them do it now for a crowd that lives and breathes tag team wrestling. Mm -hmm. Or just wrestling, period. It endeared me more with the retro music, the wind jammer jackets. They're not even meant to be faces. But because they're so damn good at tag team wrestling. It's like the Usos. You want, you're supposed to boo them because they're part of the bloodline, right? But they're so damn good at what they do, you can't help but cheer them. And that's the way it felt with FTR. And they pretty much they had the best match of the night, bar none. Dare I say the best match of the weekend I saw was that tag team match. I had to watch it multiple times. I still got goosebumps in certain spots. You know, then the Bucks came out with Cutler, and I was like throwing middle fingers up, and I, I can't stand it, whatever, blah, blah, Mark, blah. Mark. <laughs> I'm not a Bucks fan, never have been. Just I've just never been a fan of the Young Bucks. you know. Don't call me Cornette or anything, but I've just never been a fan of their of their work. But Supercard of Honor, the main event was good. Seeing Samoa Joe come out, I, I popped. I ain't going to front. Call me Marco all you want. Seeing Samoa Joe swagger out there and choke out poor Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, poor Sanjay, uh, you know. And then Jay Lethal, who, you know, say what you will. The IWC views him as problematic for various reasons. He is Mr. He is Mr. ROH, but now that Gresham's the champ, I want to see him become Mr. ROH now because you can you can tell in the media scrum that this meant so much to Gresham. And we talked about before ROH went on the hiatus. Do we want to see Gresham anywhere else? Do we want to see him in AAA? Do we want to see him in NXT? We even said AEW. No, Ring of Honor is the perfect place for Jonathan Gresham to be the linchpin of that organization for the next decade if they want it to be. He will be the next Mr. Ring of Honor if he isn't already that person. That is what I got watching him live, a man who loves professional wrestling. Same with Lee Moriarty. Now I've seen Lee Moriarty at Battle Club back in April of last year. I wasn't initially sold because he wrestled Trisha Dora, I believe. But watching him work at Ring of Honor and on AEW recently Tiger style, what have you. Lee Moriarty is that, if we're going to say the next in line kind of thing, yeah, I may be late to the Lee Moriarty party, but I have high hopes for him as well. So overall, I thought that was a great show. Uh, Solid wrestling from top to bottom. When I got there, the pre-show was going on. I saw Dalton Castle. I marked out because the boys were just rather, you know, humorous, uh, pitter-pattering around Dalton Castle and fanning him and whatnot. Uh, Still over. Still over as fuck, and uh, it was a good show overall. So, uh, I have to say, if that's how my weekend started, and it ended with Veer destroying Dominic Mysterio on national television on Monday Night Raw, <laughs> Veer is thank here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Veer. Please destroy Dominic and send him back to NXT where he belongs. I don't want to see him on my television. Uh, and I wanted to cheer Veer, and him choking out Dominic made me cheer him even more. But yet WWE wants us to see him as a heel. Whatever, man. I thought it was entertaining. Veers here. Otherwise than that, Raw sucked. I can tell you that right now. Raw sucked. I didn't know how many commercials there were, but holy shit, you come out music, then and then and then Bianca's standing in the middle of the ring. They go to commercial, lights go out. You show the Titan Tron commercials, and then two minutes later, her music cuts back and she's back to doing the hair twirling thing. And I'm thinking. No wonder this fucking sucks. Everybody's standing around and just waiting to come back from commercial break. It was horrible. And then we wait all night for the, the head of the table, our tribal chief, to just say, that hey, wise whack. man, read off my stats.
2: <laughs>
0: I and then did that. that was it. And then that <laughs> was it. And then it was saved by the dark match of Cody and Kevin Owens, which was announced During a dark match segment, like a commercial break, when Kevin Owens randomly comes out and says he's going to wrestle Cody later on tonight in the main event. Like, okay. And that was it. And that was raw. And it was bad.
2: (laughs) Then you got to go to bed, at least.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Then I got to get on the train going home. And that was entertaining. When there was a homeless dude, because you all know I work for the city of Dallas, and I work with that population, who a woman basically almost beat his ass because he got a little too close to her kids. So Mm. that was fun. Oh, and then there was a tornado watch and a and a rainstorm right after Raw. So we all got drenched, even though I bought my umbrella smartly, (laughs) got drenched in the rain, going back up to Dallas. So you know what? I was exhausted. I slept most of the day today. And uh yeah. Will I do it again? Hell yeah. Am I looking forward (laughs) to being exhausted? Hell no. <laughs> Cause caffeine and caffeine and protein shakes ain't cutting it, man. Let me tell you, but overall, it was a great, it was a great experience. Um, I got to see a lot of people from Twitter who I know. I even went to access briefly saw Brian Waters told him that this morning, you know, I saw him. And then when I went to go talk to him, he disappeared. And uh, the one thing about access, I can say, if you're there long enough and you see everybody do their superstar entrances, The same five or six songs will get played and you will get tired of every 30 (laughs) seconds on loop hearing Roman's theme, Rhea's theme, Flair's theme, and the Rocks and Stone Cold's theme on a loop. And then the other once in a while, burn it down. And also, Mm. big shout out to Boogs. Um, First match of the night, blew out his quad, had surgery today. Uh, I, I, I hurt for that guy, man, because he wanted to make a statement. In stadium, there were these advertisements for Mike Mike's Harder Lemonade with him and Shinsuke. And you're rooted for Boogs. And then this man typically squats 1,000 pounds, but two Usos and his quad gives out. So speedy recovery to Boogs. And uh, overall, like you said, well, just to tie a bow on this whole thing, the better WrestleManias that I've seen in the last couple of years, they, they over-delivered on a promise. And I think that is the best way I can describe it. And they still are obsessed with Pitbull and the weekend, and uh, I was just missing Flow Rider, and it would have been a perfect weekend after that. But that's that's my take on WrestleMania.
2: There we go. Maybe we'll get a new theme next year. Maybe they'll move on from the weekend. Maybe they go back to Flow Rider. I don't know. Hopefully, they don't go back to Kid Rock. We got that little t- taste. Oh of no, of we don't need that.
0: <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need Machine Gun Kelly. We don't need. We don't need st- that. None of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find Give me Jim out Johnstone making the themes. Let me here we go. Give me Jim Johnstone yeah, making. Put the him theme. in. Put him
1: in the Hall of Fame. And we can do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Please.
2: We need those old themes recognized. That's for sure. Well, we made it. You survived. Hopefully, you're here next week. Everything will be good. A less crazy week of wrestling now that Cody's here and saving us all and bringing the WWE into a into its future. We'll see what happens. I, I'm waiting to see if Cellus is a plans predictions and out mm-hmm. over the next couple months but i guess we're uh we did it folks we made it through another wrestlemania 38 in the books and a new year begins so we'll see where this takes us and uh what lies ahead of course follow along at biggoldbelt.com at biggoldbelt on what twitter instagram every darn social media platform i are forgetting them. any platforms all of them at biggoldbelt everywhere you need to be at Big Only Gold fans
0: value. too. Only fans. Only, Only fans. fans. Big Gold Belt. Oh, why do you think I'm in a cutoff sleeve? Just for it's for it's for the audience. You know what I mean? That's why I'm wearing the cutoffs. Because we're in the OnlyFans. That's why. <laughs> no feet picks there. there we, no feet picks though.
2: There you go. No feet picks. That costs extra. That's that's the ultra <laughs> deluxe tier. <laughs> Every week, folks. 8 p.m. Thursday nights. Drops on podcast platforms the next day at Big Gold Belt Media, all over the place. So. I guess that's it, and we will see you next week, folks. Thank you for surviving WrestleMania, and we will talk to you again soon.